Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Welcome to the Winter Olympics. Welcome to Medallica. Welcome to Seoul, Korea. <laughs> We've landed. We're here. It is absolutely all happening. We've literally just got off the plane, checked in the hotel. We're dropping this to you live from, uh, from Pyeongchang. 47 Russians are in the Olympic Village. They were banned by uh, the World Anti-Doping Association. They've gone to the court for the arbitration of sport. Yes. The IOC has handed down a ruling that includes athletes such as Victor Ank, who is supposed to be competing in the 1500 metres tomorrow. 15, speed skating. Speed skating. Yeah. He's a six-time Olympic gold medalist. Oh. They've all been banned. Whoa. Huge, huge ramifications. So, for, so 47 athletes scratched. Yeah, scratched. So that massively changes the uh, the medal they're, prospects. They're, they're, like they're here. Yeah, they're, they're literally... They're in the village. They are They are basically peering through the bars of the village like Beatles <laughs> fans in 1967. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, wanting they, wanting a, a small taste. I would be so pissed if I was the Russian... Uh, kind of Olympic committee, you paid for all the tracksuits, you paid for all the merch, you had everyone sized up. It's unbelievable. And uh, it's it's literally it's 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 dead money. Absolutely. Peter Casey would be rolling in his grave. <laughs> so for anyone that hasn't followed this, the Russians effectively got done for a systemic doping regime that goes back to the Sochi Olympics. I, I watched a documentary called Icarus. If you haven't seen it, get around it because they basically uh, the filmmakers get in touch with the head of the uh, the Russian anti-doping lab yep. who admits on camera to widespread uh, tampering. What? Yeah, like thousands of examples. Wait, you can you can edit that out, right? <laughs> sure. Oh, shit. So, in the 2014 Olympics, it was discovered that the Russians were sneaking vials of urine out through... Uh, secret like trapdoors using a thing called mouse holes to remove all of the dirty urine and put clean urine back in without perforating the membrane of the samples and then putting it back into the lab. So there were thousands of dirty samples that got replaced with clean urine and it oh whistle blown, the lid came off the whole thing. So basically the court for arbitration of sports said uh, we reckon that they lifted the bands of 15, 15 people about a week ago. Yep. The IOC said this is kind of a party where you need an invite and we're not extending that. We Ooh. don't give a fuck about the CIS. Okay, yeah. that, that has then been handed down again. 11th hour. We are, just to give you an idea, if you're listening to this right now as we drop it, we are two hours away from the opening ceremony of the 2018 Winter Olympics and these guys just found out. That they just that found not, out that they're, they're not, not competing. In. Yeah. You are not on the list. Yeah. It's a, they, they've rocked up and they're like, not with those shoes. Yeah. Not with those fucking shoes tonight. Not with those track suits, buddy. <laughs> not with that blood. Yeah. So not, yeah. With that, not with that piss. <laughs> so that's the, that is the big story at the moment. So, okay, just, just, so, just so I can get this, uh, I, I want to get this out there. I, I want to say something to those, to those Russian athletes who you, you've, you've trained for years. You've come to Korea 2018 Winter Olympics 
and you've been handed this ruling down, 11th hour, all that work, all the early wake-ups, all of the training sessions, and you're told that you're not going there. I just want to say this. Eat a bag of dicks. Yeah! Olympic athletes of Russia, do or die. You're a bunch of fucking cheats. And I hope that you're on the next plane home because you should not be allowed to stay here and party. Absolutely. Partiers are winners and winners are partiers. <laughs> and people who have come here to party, that's what we're all about. Exactly. So what this does mean is that there's a lot of medals that are all of a sudden back up for grabs for Minnow Nations, which is really what we care about. Yep. Uh, I do have a feel bad for the bloke that I just uh, spoke about, Victor Ann. He effectively was a, uh, a South Korean, won a bunch of gold medals for them. Uh, then defected and became a naturalised Russian citizen and has been promptly banned. So <laughs> at his home Olympics, technically. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, uh, tough Victor, but I mean, you've probably got friends here, so you can probably stay with them. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> moving right along, the uh, Olympics are underway. Curling is underway. The yep. mixed doubles. There is ski jumping underway. A yep. bunch of alpine stuff and Alban Tahiri. From Kosovo. Yeah. The man, he's a Minnow uh, Nation competitor from Kosovo. They've never won a, a Winter Olympic medal. Yeah. And he is doing all that he can to bring that medal. You know how? He's doing all of the skiing events. All of the skiing events. Six fucking events rig. My man, I call him the shotgun because he's just done an absolute <laughs> spray. He's done an absolute spray across all these things. Tried to qualify for as much stuff as he can and did it. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's, he's all over just going to be fucking knackered. Mate. Skiing is hard. It's oh, so yeah. hard, especially when you're talking about a series of different alpines. You're like, well, you know what? Uh, it didn't work out for me in the Super G. Guess I'll do the Super G slalom or the yeah. G slalom, the, yeah. su- the Super Downhill. Yeah. The Aerial, <laughs> just everything. The Hot Wheels loop-de-loop. Yeah. I don't know what the other alpine events are. <laughs> uh, so, moving on. Our athletes, they're, they're getting ready in an absolutely stalwart fashion. And the first mm-hmm. cap off the rank is going to be Peter Michael in the 5,000 metres on Sunday evening. Yes. Soul time. Yeah, absolutely. And we are... We're actually in touch with Peter. He is an absolute legend. We are going to go and have a chat with him uh, so that he can be featured on the show. He is just the loveliest dude and is actually giving us time of day before he goes out and crushes the 5,000 metres. It was pretty baller. We were talking to him and he's just gone, yeah, well, when do you want to come over? I'm like, i got time on Saturday and Sunday. And we've gone, you, you compete, compete in on the Olympics Sunday. on Sunday. And he's like, oh, yeah. Probably Saturday then, <laughs> which is great. Uh, so he's he's having an absolute ball. Um, Rigistan. It's time to explain to everybody what this is. We've been posting it on our uh, on our Instagram. Yeah. Basically, we'd like to say to the Australian Olympic Committee, you guys are fucks. Yeah. Because which we're, we're here, we're having a red hot crack. Yeah. We're trying to make a go of it, and all we needed from you was two incredibly late applications for media accreditation and approved. And you couldn't even do that. And you you had the balls to say to us, guys, it closed in 2016 in November. And we were like, what about a we, small we, we, exception? We, we, it was like we were in a retail store. We were like, well, can you check out the back for some stock? <laughs> and you came back and you said, no, we don't have any. And we're just like, come on. And you're just like, no. And we're just like, you guys shit. You guys are the worst. So what we ended up uh, deciding to do was if Australia didn't want us to be a part of them, 
we didn't want to be a part of Australia. So yes. we have officially seceded and a small 259 metre square block of land in what Australia Post refers to as Marrickville mm-hmm. is now referred to as the People's Republic of Rigistan. Get around us. Yep. You, you, can, uh, you can follow on Instagram. Uh, we're about to drop a, a full video that explains exactly how this came about. Yep. But in short... We sat down. We realised that all good nations need a lot of uh, a lot of infrastructure, a lot yep. of uh, credibility there's flags, a, there's anthems. A lot, there's a lot of criteria that we had to satisfy in order to set this country up. Yep. And you know what? We fucking did it. Yep, absolutely. As we record, I look up on the wall and see staring down at me the noble and hardy ibis, mm. which uh, forms the uh, the crux yep. of uh, the central part of our flag, surrounded by, by the world's hardiest plant. The nettle. Yes, absolutely. The nettle weed. We are battlers forging our way through a sea of mediocrity. The fact the fact that we are in Seoul at all is a miracle and also testament to our battlestness. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that sort of feeds into uh, an important part of, of our experience over here, which is uh, the Triple J collaboration. So yep. every weekday morning, um, we're going to be phoning in and chatting to Ben and Liam on Triple J. We'll be phoning in, not phoning it in. No, no, no. But, but mind you, we are getting up at about 2 a.m. soul time to do these things, so yep. we may be phoning it in. <laughs> we may be either super drunk or super hungover. It's one of the two. Yep, we'll just find the chemical scales of justice and f- figure out the middle ground. Absolutely. So uh, more on Rigistan will follow. Uh, we just landed, as we said, and one of the beautiful parts of that was when you land at Seoul Airport, uh, there is a lot of signs up for the Winter Olympics um, involving things like uh, athlete accreditation, yep. whatever a PVC card is. Uh, and then, obviously, your immigration queues. Yep. Dressed in our full Rigistan track suits with the emblazoned Olympic rings on the breast, we Which obviously... Is, <laughs> we, we are going to get sued. <laughs> I, I, I don't think our manager understands how plagiarism works, but no. that's, that's definitely happening. But uh, we trotted up to the Olympic athletes and officials line, queued up. We're like, well, this is where it comes unstuck. They looked at us and said, "Welcome to Korea. Good luck in the Olympics." Yep. They, <laughs> Which... they 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 said they saw us in our tracksuits and they said, "Olympics?" Question mark. Go into this line, and we went over there. And athletes from all different nations were like, "What, what the fuck <laughs> is this?" Rikistan. Another thing about about going through the airport, we were just going for broke. Everything you must understand that the tracksuits we had made are super legit. Yeah. And we They walked, turned heads. They, they did, and then and they still do. There were, there were snickers because people were like, okay, this is legitimately not real. But they are far outweighed by the people who look really confused and are like, wow, Rigistan, that must be... Wow. That must be some country that doesn't good usually have snow. But yeah, good, good for them. Good for them. And I remember that we always underestimated Kazakhstan and they yeah, won a biathlon medal. It must be near Kazakhstan and stuff. And we're just like, g'day, we're from Rigistan. <laughs> so we went through a customs line uh, or an immigration line rather where we had completely bypassed every other person that we saw on the plane over in a, that were in the giant line for foreign passports. Including holders. other athletes who, would, who yeah. were in a longer queue. Yeah, and we went into this Olympics line for immigration, and it's just an, the the woman asked zero questions. We walked up, we were just like, okay, we've got this. Said nothing, put our fingerprints onto that device, got our photo taken, and we were through immigration in the square root of three minutes. And the weirdest part about all of this is I managed to travel from Australia to uh, South Korea with 
what is effectively a 14-cent sticker stuck over the Australian coat of arms on my passport, (laughs) handing that into both Australian and Korean immigration. It has a hashtag underneath it. (laughs) It could not look more fake. And they have dead set gone for it. I I don't know if people are just like, you know what? Let's give these battles they, they, a crack. Yeah, they, they, these guys have tried pretty hard. <laughs> but I feel like it's a slippery slope. I mean, we're, we're at low-scale fraud now. Who knows where this trip is going to end up? Because we, we got out at the end and oh, maybe, maybe maybe they thought that we that something was up when we were jumping up and down, gripping each other's uh, forearms and jumping up and down like little girls. And I think people... <laughs> People thought, okay, maybe something's up here, or maybe they're just super, super excited to be at the Olympics, and it's real. <laughs> you know who didn't know that something was up? Those two blokes who, when we were at the ATM trying to get money out, came over and demanded photos with us. Oh, yeah. And, that was uh, great. And then, then asked what events we were competing in, and all we could muster was the biathlon, speed skating, ice hockey, <laughs> and curling. And they're like, oh, a lot of events. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> I just I, I I just want to make it clear it's it's not even the the locals that that have mistaken us for actual athletes when we were on our way to the airport in Sydney uh, I was waiting for a uh, for for the Uber that that Gus was in outside the People's Republic of Brigistan and this guy yelled at me Oi are you an athlete are you going to the Olympics I'm like something like that and he was like sick Best of luck, brah, and gave me shuckers <laughs> and drove away. Yeah, just another day it's, in the People's Republic of Rigistan. That's it. Everyone, everyone wants us to do well, including us. So uh, <laughs> that then moves us forward to uh, Apocalympics Now. We're going to let them down, Ian. It's a very, very popular segment from Rio. And you know why? Because Rio had such pieces of news as the, the Olympic Committee of Brazil borrowed a jaguar from the zoo because that was the uh, the mascot of the games. Yep. They just put it on a leash, took it to a presentation with thousands of people. Yep. It promptly got off and was shot dead by the army. I mean, ev- everything everything was bad about that Olympics. Yep. The water was poisonous. Yes, couldn't they drink lo- it. They lost the keys to the stadium. That was also bad. It was like, I mean... Couldn't row a thousand metres without hitting a fucking sofa. <laughs> without hitting... Without hitting a sofa, the Olympic torch was chased down by an angry mob, and they had to get on a minibus. I mean, the yep. the pool was green. Yeah, be- it was- because they couldn't employ a scientific chlorination method. They just had one. Blo- they had a pool guy. Yeah, whose entire Pablo. job was to take care of the uh, the chlorination. Yeah, and he also phoned it in, so the yeah. pool went green like soup. But what we're quickly finding out is that by, well, I mean, relatively speaking, yeah. Korea are nailing these Olympics. Because, Fuck you guys. Because. Come on. Because they're not fucking idiots. Yeah. yeah. But well, I mean, they employed something even slightly resembling a plan. Yeah. For this Olympics, which, let, let's be honest, Brazil's entire plan for the Rio Olympics was see how many bribes we can take and yeah. then close this shit down as fast as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And so, the, I mean, the, the, what, what it's led to is. The fact that we cannot do Apocalympics now no, it's for, not a thing. for the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang because no. No, there are no, like, you, you should have seen, when we, were, when we were doing, I mean, you're talking about a 24-hour news cycle here, especially when something of the, of the gravity of the Olympics are going on, and they were just churning stuff about, out about how bad Rio was. It's simply not there for Korea. No. People are excited. Yeah. People are really happy about yeah. everything that's going on. Totally. The, the Russians are amazing. <laughs> they fucking... They, <laughs> they created a fucking high-speed rail system just for this. Yep. They've got, like, free shuttle buses going everywhere. Yeah. Like, everything is humming. Correct. 
So, and we fucking hate that. Yep. Because we're, we're not about that at all. Because Apocalympics Now has to be scrapped for this Olympics. I'm sorry, guys. It's we know, gone. We know how much how much you, you wanted it back, and, and it was definitely a highlight of, of our previous coverage, but we simply cannot do it. But what we will do is we'll be replacing it with another segment. Called... Career advisors. Career advisors. Anyone Absolutely. That's, anyone that's been to a, to an Australian high school would know that there are times when you've just got to go and sit down and be told that your grades mean you'll be a fucking plumber. Yeah. However, noble plumbing, it's a business. It's a trade. 100%. It's about a hundred grand a year at the moment because no one's lining up for blue collar jobs. So, career advisors. We are yep. going to be going in depth with all things Korean including news about the Olympics. It'll be yep. a broad stroke uh, uh, segment. And effectively, we can dive straight into that next ep because we've got a, we've got an opening ceremony that's about to drop. Yep. Time to just cover off a couple of quick things about uh, about today, about the, the day before competition starts in earnest. We'll be live tweeting tonight. We'll be uh, hitting the Olympics uh, with the in the fashion that you're used to and that you love. So make sure that you follow us at Gus and Rig on Twitter. Yep. Uh, so we'll be live tweeting that. But also a segment that that uh, everybody is asked to come back is Donut Spotlight. Absolutely. So Donut Spotlight is a popular segment that we had with our previous iteration of Medallica: Colon Minnows versus the World, where we actually shone a light on one of the one of the many countries that has not experienced any sort of success at the Olympic level. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they have zero medals total, uh, although a lot of them do. But they are also we are also including countries that have never experienced or broken the golden duck. So this week, well, this episode I should say uh, will be up to Gus. Gus, what have you got, mate? Mate, we're looking at Iceland, the land <laughs> of ice. Of ice, yes. It's, I knew I was going somewhere with that. So you would think that a uh, a place that is cold and covered in tundra mm. would produce some decent winter olympians i cannot believe that iceland has not won anything <laughs> is, it, is it zero total or is it like just they haven't got gold yet <laughs> no medals no Z- medals zero winter zero Oli- medals for iceland the nation of iceland is yet to break its duck fuck and <laughs> it has been to 16 olympic games <laughs> how many winter olympics have there been uh, that's all of them. What? They've been to every game. They've been to every games. Um, Nothing. Sin- Goose egg. They've been to every games rig Good since Lord. 19- since 1948. Jesus. <laughs> they have been to every games. So here's the thing. Iceland, I get it. Small, small population. It's yeah, only sort it's of like uh, a couple, quarter of a mil. Yeah. Yeah. Couple, couple hundred thousand, three, 320,000 or so. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so that's their excuse. Yeah, is that they they don't have enough people. Okay, I want to I want to point out a fact. Uh, at the Sochi Olympics alone, the Trondelag region of Norway, who have a population of four hundred thousand, won six gold, one silver, and one bronze. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is from one town in Norway. <laughs> and so when I was reading this article about why Iceland hasn't won any medals. That was a Facebook response from a Norwegian. I would uh, my hot my town greater than your country. <laughs> my my big thing about about this is that you, surely you can't hide behind that anymore because if if anybody has taken notice of uh, taken notice of Iceland and sports, 
they recently went on an absolute tear at the Euro tournament in football. Yeah, they, and they, 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 they nailed it. They beat England. They got to, what was it, the semifinals or the, or the quarterfinals? Or something yeah. Like that. They nailed it. And I'm like, well, you know, like if, if I was the, the Icelandic Soccer Federation, I'd be like, awesome. You guys are really great, really hitting above your weight. We're all about that, right? But if I was the president of the Icelandic Winter Games Federation, I'd be like, Duh. I was like, people, people are going to be asking me a fuck ton of questions about why we can't get a winner on skis in a tundra-laden country. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that it, it all comes down to uh, they, they struggle for facilities and they don't have a lot of people. That's not a fucking excuse. You go, you go to 16 Olympics. In 1948, the Winter Olympics was effectively just fucking polar bears on skis, <laughs> a couple of blokes sitting in a bathtub going down a bobsled track. You, you fell into medals. You rocked up, you got one. I, I feel like, and I'm bringing this up again, because I saw a documentary on the Iceland football team when they really wanted to make it work with football, they literally created something to the effect of like they built twenty stadiums so that <laughs> I, so that people in Iceland could could play all year round. I'm not even kidding about that shit. So don't tell me that you cannot get people to just literally go outside. You don't need a facility, but go outside in Iceland and start fucking cross country skiing or some shit and get good at it. Well, it's very funny that you bring up cross country skiing because Iceland are endeavouring to break that duck at the 2018 Pyeongchang Winter Olympics. They are sending two cross-country skiers, one alpine skier. Here is... uh, Sorry, that's it. That's the end of the list, is it? The way you were saying it, it sounded like you were about to rattle off a large (laughs) list. the whole thing? Uh, No. But (laughs) (laughs) two cross-country skiers, one alpine... That's it. Oh no! Hold on. Two alpines, three cross country skiers. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just I I added forty percent more to their to their contingent. <laughs> um, but they also love to party, so they're sending an official contingent of thirty seven people. What? <laughs> so their entourage <laughs> is fucking enormous. <laughs> they are they are rolling. When in. you win, we, <laughs> we all, all win. win. <laughs> so uh, the alpine skiing contingent uh, that consists of. Um, Sturia Snir Snorrison <laughs> in the men's giant slalom and the men's slalom, and then Friedis Hala in the in the women's giant slalom and the women's slalom, and then the cross country skiing is represented by Snorri Inarsen. In the men's 15k at 30k and 50k, Isaac Stiansen Pedersen in the 15k freestyle, and then Elsa Gurlan John Distortier. I don't even know. That's not even a letter. Uh, in the women's 10k freestyle. Oh, fuck. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I really hope Iceland win some stuff, awesome stories come out. <laughs> All I want to hear is you try to pronounce Icelandic names. Uh, Holy fuck. So the, f- the final thing about uh, about Iceland is that they got really, really fucking G'd when uh, a sport that they created was eliminated from the Olympics. It was called Glimmer. Uh, it translates to, that one word translates in Icelandic to Icelandic sport of national folk wrestling. <laughs> that one word. <laughs> Uh, it was in the Olympics until 1912, 
And it's, I've watched a video on this. Look it up. It's Glima, G-L-I-M-A. It's, it should be called, uh, stand up circle wrestle because <laughs> you have to effectively grab the other person by the pants, wedgie the shit out of them and try and dump them on their back. You get a point if some, something between their elbow and their knees touches the ground. So people are constantly looking like they're fucking, like, uh, parkouring and doing like handsprings and break dancing because whenever they try and hit the deck they put their hands out to stop to, st- to yeah. stop them but they also to try and uh, put the other person on their back they are only allowed to wear undies and nothing else <laughs> so it's just a video of two blokes walking in a circle grabbing at each other's undies and trying to flip them on their back <laughs> So, so they were they were really into that. Uh, they still couldn't manage to win a medal in that though. in their the, own sport. The only uh, they've only won four Summer Olympics medals. It's like two in athletics, one in judo, and one in handball. Yeah, right. But look, I'm excited. I can't wait to say those names again, <laughs> and I think you want to hear them again. So that's that's the Icelandic prospects, and uh, that is the end of Donut Spotlight. Which means we are mere hours. Mere hours from the opening ceremony, Rig. Yes, I cannot wait because I have caught an eyeful of some just horrible-looking fucking uniforms for some of these countries. <laughs> My God. Oh, some of these designers need to be shot. Mate, the Australian Winter Olympic uniform looks like the uh, uniform designer from West Pimble Public rocked up and said, <laughs> you know what looks real classy on a world stage? Green and khaki. Let's just put that the shit all over everything. <laughs> Oh, should we make them make so them look it, like they're they're uh, actually supposed to be athletes? No, I want them to look like they are business bankers in a Westpac ad. Oh, <laughs> I want them to look like members of an elite North Shore yacht club. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we we do look forward to uh, to seeing some of our mates in the Australian contingent who have been <laughs> very big supporters of the Rigastani movement. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be watching on with soju in hand tonight, uh, and we'll be live tweeting the best and worst parts. Finally, if you get a chance and you want to improve your day, it's going a little bit slow. Jump onto YouTube or jump onto our Insta. Watch the police choir from the Sochi Olympics. Awful Ham stuff. fuck their way through. Get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Make sure you, we're doing updates literally all the time. Uh, while we're over here. So make sure to follow us on Instagram at Gus and Rig. We're also got the same handle on Twitter as well. Yep. And tomorrow, from tomorrow morning, these casts will be dropping at 8 a.m. Sydney time. And it is going to have everything that happened the day before. Tomorrow, join us for day one of the 2018 Winter Olympics. See you then, guys. Yeah.